I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't worry, don't worry, we're just rolling. We're only a third of the way done, baby. We got Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Oh gosh, there's so much good stuff now. It's time to start churning and burning through these because this is an interesting question. Dr. Shogun Jesse, mixed feelings about Jeff Sessions. Good man or low T GOP? He was semi-tough on crime and the border, but his whole stupid principles led to the whole Mueller probe. Your thoughts? All right. I, here are my thoughts. You know I have sons, right? James and Luke are their names. And like most boys, they're into technology. Now we control how we tightly control how much they're allowed to use it, but they're into technology. I mean, they're friggin' boys, right? Weren't you into technology, whatever it was when you were a kid? Gadgets and things like that, every boy is. And I've started to realize, because I'm 41 now, not 21, they're starting to use words that are completely unfamiliar to me when they talk about things like online and instruction. Hey, Dad, I want to get the STEAM and the Realms and the DHL and the NFT. And the, the, the. and they're speaking about these terms because they understand what they mean. 
and I have to stop them and have them explain it to me. And even half the time when they explain it to me, I get confused. If you are and of any age, I know we have kids who listen, so it probably won't apply to you. But look, if you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, I know we have 90-year-olds who listen. Eventually, you get to a place in your life, even if you're trying to stay up on everything, where it feels like parts of the world have kind of passed you by. And you don't get it anymore, right? Michael and Chris, it's it's a joke on the show. They make fun of me, and it, it's always warranted. It's true. I don't understand so much of this technology, even that's here. Like, I don't understand anything in this studio. There are wires and things, and I don't understand. I, I send Michael audio when I find good audio in the day. I have no idea how he gets the audio from the phone I text to him onto this soundboard right beside me. I really do not. If you told me my life depended on it, I could not get the audio from my phone to this this thing. I don't know. Yeah, Michael said it's like magic. To me, it is, right? I'm, I'm only half joking. To me, it is. This is going to come back to sessions. Just hang with me. So I try to be sympathetic when it comes to things like that. My dad, my dad's what, 67, I think? My dad only started text messaging like four years ago. When it first came out and people were text messaging, my dad had no interest in it. And he just, it was too far beyond him. Wait, I can pick up a phone and I can just type it. Like he understood it. He's not an idiot, but he was more of a, oh, that's too far. No, I don't know. I'll call. We, we call. We talk on the phone. We don't text. What do you mean? Why would I text? Jeff Sessions. And actually, this probably apply, applies to a lot of the GOP. I'm probably being, I'm probably about to be more merciful towards Jeff Sessions probably than I should, but I need to explain I don't know him, but I know a lot of people who do know him, and I do know that Jeff Sessions is known as a good man. Lots of people, even people we like, are known to be just crappy and rude to their staffers and things like that. Jeff Sessions is known to be just kind and good to everybody. He's known for that. And Jeff Sessions was really good on the border, which is an issue I'm passionate about. He was great on that for years. Jeff Sessions, you know, we talk a lot about how how fast it happened that the communists became so so entrenched in positions of power in this country, and now it's just it's just naked warfare. They're just open about how they feel. They're sending the FBI to kick in Trump's door and hiring IRS agents to kick in your door. That just that just boom, all of a sudden that happened. Jeff Sessions, there's there's simply no question about it. Jeff Sessions massively screwed up when he recused himself from that whole Mueller thing by doing what he considered to be the right thing. He screwed up. It doomed Donald Trump's first two years of his presidency because he was constantly stuck in this Mueller probe. It cost the Republicans the House. Remember, Mueller knew a year into it that Trump hadn't colluded with Russia and chose to keep that information quiet until after the midterm election. So, Jeff Sessions, for whatever reason, screwed Donald Trump over badly. But the reason I'm a little bit merciful, I'm still mad about it, as you can probably hear in my voice. The reason I'm a little bit merciful about it is this. Jeff Sessions is got to be in his 60s, if not 70s. Jeff Sessions has lived most of his life in an era where, yes, Democrats were always a bit more hard-nosed about politics than Republicans were, 
but he's lived most of his life in an era where, okay, look, we can work together a little bit here. Hey, let, let's it's give and take, guys. Hey, I know you're not gonna I know you're not gonna take this too far, and you know I'm not gonna take this too far. He lived in the pre-text message era, if we're gonna use my technology example. And then all of a sudden he finds himself as AG and boom. People are talking about NFTs and DHCs and text messaging. And he's supposed to, the political era changed like that. And it changed underneath him. And he obviously just didn't know. And, and I don't think he's alone in that. Now, a lot of the low T GOP, they do know they're just too weak and pathetic and scared to take it on. But there are undoubtedly some, some what you would probably consider good men in there who just don't realize what we're dealing with now. We are dealing with a subhuman demonic death cult that believes, remember, the Democrat position now, they all voted for it in the Senate. They believe you should be able to abort a baby right before it's born. That's insane. Virtually no country on the planet, even those socialist European countries, no country on the planet would allow such a thing. Here in America, that's the position of the Democratic Party. That baby can be sitting there crowning, and they believe you should be able to go in, murder it, chop its head off, and chuck it in the trash. That happened so fast. It went from Democrat opponents, you know, slightly bigger government, hey, give and take, to demons, and Jeff Sessions just didn't advance fast enough. He's me trying to figure out how to get sound on the little soundboard here. <laughs> I could never do it. It, ha it. it happened right out from underneath him. He can't do it. He really can't. He couldn't do it. And there are many like that. That's why I, it's, a, it's a popular saying now. I've said it several times myself. Almost all my anti-communist friends say it too. You got to know what time it is. Got to know what time it is. Jeff Sessions had no idea what time it is. Now, I need to be clear about this. I'm a lot more merciful towards Jeff Sessions than I will be towards any Republican who continues to make these mistakes. We now have six years of not just attacks on Trump, of Donald Trump's supporters being assaulted and murdered across the United States of America. No one even talks about that anymore. There are articles printed about it. I know Breitbart has a long one. There's something like 395 attacks during Trump's four years, assaults, murders. The press didn't, re didn't ever report on them, but... It was just the norm. I remember this one. Some guy drove his car into a crowd of Trump supporters. It just was the norm. If you're still a Rep if you're a Republican and you still don't know what time it is, mercy time from me is long gone. Now, I don't assume you're naive. I don't assume you're just figuring out the text message thing. I assume you're a coward. You're either a coward who's too afraid or even worse, you're a tra you're a traitor who's thrown in your lot with the other side. When I look at someone like Mitt Romney, I don't see a guy who just, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I like the good old days. When I look at Mitt Romney, I see a coward or a traitor. I do. I don't care if that offends you, by the way. I don't care in the least. When you throw your lot in with them for a sham impeachment because Donald Trump offends your feel-feels, you're a coward or you're a traitor. That's just a fact. So... Maybe I'm being more merciful with Sessions than he deserves also because, like I said, I, I like when people are good to their staffers. In politics, pundits, and stuff like that, 
I think it speaks really, really – I think it speaks highly of someone who's good to their staffers because so many are terrible to their staffers, and you can be. You're never going to get any blowback. You can treat your communications guy like crap. You're not going to get in trouble. Jeff Sessions has a good reputation. All right. We have a ton more Ask Dr. Jesse to get to from Frito Bandito to ESG. First, let's talk about giving back. Remember, when we, when we have hard times, when we're going through personal hard times, the last thing you feel like doing is giving back to someone else, and that's almost always the thing that makes you feel better. Look, I'm, I'm right there with you. When I've gone through hard times, been out of work, things like that, the, Okay, I'm out of work. I don't. I can't pay the bills. I don't know what's going. No, I'm not going to go pff, volunteer to help some kids on a Sunday. That sounds terrible. That's really the thing you should do, right? It's the thing that you should do. Try to bless others no matter what. Tunnel to Towers is out there paying off mortgages for Gold Star widows, widows of first responders, and sadly those widows keep piling up. Aren't we supposed to take care of widows and orphans? They're asking you, they're asking me for $11 a month. Go to T, the number two, T.org and sign up to give 11 bucks a month. T2T.org. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget, you can email the show even while we're live here. You can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. Did you see five riders got hurt at Six Flags <laughs> in Jersey? There's a Six Flags in El Toro, Jersey. Several park goers complained of back pain. After riding a roller coaster, five were taken to a local hospital. Okay, one, that makes that roller coaster sound sweet. Two, I mean, that's just called turning 40. At some point in time, roller coasters physically injure you. At some point in time, Michael, you'll learn this one day. At some point, you'll, you're still a child, so you still heal, heal like right in front of your eyes. You could cut your hand. It'll be healed by the time the show's done. That doesn't work that way anymore. At some point, at some point, roller coasters injure you. <laughs> All right. Dear communist hating Shogun, we have this idiot congressman in Colorado named Jason Crow who brings up the fact he was an army ranger only when it's convenient. He even accused Tom Cotton of not being a ranger. How does someone who went through ranger training, a combat veteran, become a communist? I wish we could trade him for, for Tonto. All right. One... That is not the norm. You should, now, there are tons of guys, when we're, and I'm talking about the, the shooters out there, grunt guys, rangers, SF guys. There are very few, very, very few Democrats in that crew. It's just such a hard, get out there and earn it type life that it, it doesn't lend to the communist mentality. But they do exist, and you should understand something. There are tons of veterans who are pieces of crap. In America, we have a unique affinity for our veterans, and I understand that. I do too, as you know. But because we have such an affinity for veterans, we act like they're somehow above us or somehow incapable of doing terrible things. That's not true. That's not true at all. Veterans are capable of awful things. In fact, let me speak to my veteran brothers now, and I'll tell you this. 
I've told this story before. I'm going to tell you again. It's a little PSA to all the veterans out there. I used to do, because I was looking for work in between jobs, and I used to do this uh, video production thing. And when I say video production, it was we would make documentaries about people's lives. Kids would pay to have you know a documentary about dad's life, and you'd go out and you'd sit down for three, four, five hours, and you'd interview dad, or you'd interview mom, or you'd interview dad and mom, and you'd come up with a little documentary. And my job was to sit down and ask the questions, probe their life and kind of get questions out of them. And so often, the ladies had cool little stories for their entire lives. They'd remember being a little girl growing up in the Dust Bowl, and, and then they'd they remember going up and meeting their husband and getting married. But then after that, they remembered all these different little adventures and little things they'd done. It was a consistent theme, but very, very often for guys, very often for guys. And I'm sitting there with 60, 70, 80-year-old men. They would talk about this wild upbringing they had and getting in trouble when they were a kid and, and doing this and doing that and this adventure and that adventure. And oftentimes it would involve joining the military of some kind. And lots of these guys were vets. And they'd go fight for their country, and they'd come back. And about this point in time, because we'd covered about what I considered half their life, we'd break for an hour, half hour. Hey, go take a break. Let's eat some lunch. We'll come back, sit down, continue more. And I'd always think, I'd, I'd always get fooled. I'd always think to myself, oh, man, this guy, wow, what a life. I can't wait to hear the second half. And then we go sit down, and we kick off the second half. Right about the time he got out of the service. And he didn't have anything else to say. Oh, yeah, I got married. Well, okay, what else did you do? Oh, not much. Just kind of went, went to work. I don't know. Uh, we took a vacation to Virginia Beach one time. Okay, did, you didn't try anything else? No more big adventures? No more nothing? Veterans, lots of time. Because they have done something great. They have. Because they've done something great. Lots of times they feel like that's the last great thing they'll ever do or last adventurous thing they'll ever do, and they just kind of stop living. I talked to my buddy Terry Shepard about this once. He's a you know, longtime Green Beret, longtime listeners of the show will remember. He'll come on every now and then. Whenever I ask him, he'll come on. And he was talking to me about it. I don't remember if he was saying this publicly or privately to me, but he doesn't care. He said lots of times... These special forces guys that he was with, lots of times they really, really, really struggle hard when they leave. And I said, why? I don't understand. These are the best of the best. I mean, Green Berets are the best, right? Tip of the spear, guys. I don't understand. How could that guy struggle? He said, you got to understand. The guy's 28, 30. He just got done flying in Black Hawk helicopters with NVGs on and doing secret missions in dark places across the globe. And now he's just a guy. He's just a 30-year-old dude with a couple bad tattoos and no idea what to do with the rest of his life, so he tends to stop living. He tends to stop taking big chances and living. He kind of he just sits back and rests on the, well, I was in the service. Veterans can be pieces of crap. Veterans can stop living. And you should also know something else. Because the Democrat Party has become the anti-American party. Remember, they weren't always that way. Democrats like JFK and whatnot, whether you like them or not, they loved this country. But now Democrats hate the country. They have to be shamed into even flying the American flag at their frigging convention. They hate the country. They're trying to bring it down. They're pretty open about the fact America sucks. Well, that's an image they have to be careful of. 
Because overall, Americans, even independents, not people on the right, they love America. A great shield, if you hate America, a great shield for that is recruiting veterans. Democrats love getting veterans to run because it helps them it helps them hold off that anti-American image that is becoming more and more ingrained in society as more people learn about the fact, well, wait a minute, every part of the Democratic Party thinks America sucks, so you roll out the veteran. I was an Army Ranger. I fought for America. Don't challenge my love for the country. Anyway, let's open the border and flood the country with drugs. See what I mean? It helps them shed that image. All right, you know what? That was a lot. You know who we need to hear from? Maria Salas. And, and do you support a no-fly zone in Ukraine? I, I, I support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and helping the Ukrainians. Wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia? I don't know what it will mean, but you know freedom is not free. So you don't know what a no-fly zone will mean. I, 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 if you, you have to shoot down Russian planes, I mean. Of course. So a conventional course. war with Russia. Listen, thank you. <laughs> It's never going to stop being funny. I think I can't decide my favorite part. I think it's Vladimir Putin. <laughs> All right. All right. We still have a ton. Look, someone wants to talk about ESG again. Don't roll your eyes. We have to keep talking about it until everyone understands, until we can all explain it to friends and family. And could I take James Comey in one-on-one basketball? Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we should we should also remember the 13 warriors today who we lost in Afghanistan. Let's keep them in our memory, all right? I, I, do, I have a special, actually, I'm doing on the first tonight on, on a lot of this stuff. Uh, it's just it's something we have to remember. We, we do. And it's important to remember. Remember uh, that Lance Corporal, that Marine Lance Corporal who died over there, Kareem Nikau, his mother was not too pleased with how she was treated when the Bidens showed up. During the, the, the lose and fight transfer, uh, there was a bit of a controversy because he saw... He kept checking his watch. So it was more than one time? Oh, yeah. It, matter of fact, I think it was probably the fifth time or third time I seen him do it, I had made the comment, what's he keep checking for? Is it nap time? He checked it again. I said, if he keeps checking his watch, I'm going to end up saying something because um, I was feeling very disrespected. Our kids are being brought off this plane in metal boxes. We're excited that our kids are home, but it's a different type of excitement. It's just that finally we have our kids home, we can lay them to rest. Not the type of excitement, cool, we're going to get to hug our kid and tell them how much we miss him now. It was our kids were being brought home in metal boxes, and this man is looking at his watch like he has someplace better to be or something more important to do. And I just felt so disrespected. Let's do remember the commander-in-chief hates the country. Hates the country. All Democrats do now. Not every Democrat voter. There's a lot of older Democrats who just don't realize what their party has become. But the elected Democrats hate the United States of America now pretty openly. And also, Joe Biden's always been a world-class jerk. It's easy. The media did the best they could to play him up as nice old Joe because he's a doddering old fool and because they thought Trump was mean. Biden's been a jerk forever. He's been a jerk to everyone his whole career. Jesse, you spoke to people about ESG. I know what it is and why it's bad, but I have a hard time spitting out a good description to people who don't know. Can you please prophetically pronunciate some words to describe what is ESG, why it's bad, or what's the plan? I'd like the, uh, all right, all right, what's the plan? All right. So what is ESG? ESG is this. 
It is every platform of the Democratic Party, every platform of the American communists taken from government and put into corporations. Corporations have agreed they will adopt these, frankly, anti-profit policies in order to align themselves with the government. So even if you hurt your profits, Big Daddy government will be there to pick you up and help you out because you were a good little servant of the system. What, what, what platforms? LGBTQ Air Force stuff? That's part of ESG. You have to brag as a business how many gay people you have. Oh, we have a trans department now. What, Michael? What it stands for, that's a good call. ESG, Environmental Social Governance. Envirom- the environmental portion of it is this. Maybe, maybe that's the easiest way to describe it to friends and family. The environmental portion is this. It's corporations, all of them, including your financial institutions, acknowledging the flat-out lie that carbon is destroying the earth and the corporation declaring war on anyone who produces that carbon. It's corporations, especially large financial institutions, going after oil, gas, coal, attacking prosperity in the name of being good government servants. Social, it's right back to the stuff I was talking about. Uh, look, do we have enough black people? What about gays? What about... It's, it's every single part of cultural Marxism ingrained in corporate America. So government can only do so much to you in this country. Now, they're doing way more now than they're allowed to do, but government can only do so much to you. Corporations, however, have a great deal of power to crush you if they align themselves with the government. Remember, the government doesn't, the government doesn't have to pass a law that, well, if, you, uh, if you're in the oil business, you're not allowed to bank anymore. The government doesn't have to pass that law. That law would probably get struck down by the courts. The government doesn't need to pass that law if they simply get the corporations on board and get all the banks to say, nope, you can't bank here anymore because uh, Bank of America, they can do that if they please. Sorry, oil companies, no more loans for you, no more financing for you, you're gone. There was no law passed. They didn't need to pass a law. It's government-corporate partnership, which frankly, is that's what fascism is. For as much as they throw out the word fascist and fascism, That's really what fascism is. It's not really a takeover of corporations. It's simply an alignment of corporations with the government. The plan is always to punish you for your freedoms and to make it so you can't possibly escape the communism they want to force on you. That's the plan. And why would businesses do this when it hurts their profits? Remember, government now in this country is totally ingrained in the market totally ingrained in private business and they're constantly taking the money you earn and handing it out to this corporation or that corporation this business or that business it gives them the power to bail out businesses who are doing things that don't help the bottom line maybe the most important part of esg is this shareholders versus stakeholders If I'm a shareholder in Bank of America, that means I own shares. I'm an owner. I'm I'm in charge. Me and other shareholders, we're in charge. Why would I become a shareholder of Bank of America? Well, there's only one reason, to make money. You have an obligation 
as the people who run Bank of America to treat me, the shareholder, well. In fact, I'm your only goal. Your goal is to make me, the shareholder, money. That's your goal. Make profits so it will make me money. ESG, it takes away the shareholder. You'll notice this now, now that I pointed it out to you. At your bank's ESG page, and by the way, your bank, your investment group, they have an ESG page. Go look. You'll notice stakeholder all of a sudden is the word. Well, who's a stakeholder? Stakeholders are everybody. Not just people who own a share of Bank of America. You see a stakeholder. It might be someone who doesn't own any shares, but Bank of America has decided, well, uh, we need to we need to stop global warming to help this guy, even though he's not a shareholder and I have no uh, and I have no financial obligation to him at all. He's still a stakeholder, and so we're going to try to treat him well instead of the shareholder. Be very very aware of that word stakeholder and what it means. It's essentially communism. That's what it is. It's one gigantic anti-profit, treat everyone the same handout that will in the end result in the exact same thing communism has always resulted in, poverty, misery, and death. That's the way this goes. There's a reason states like West Virginia, Florida, Texas, they're starting to ban financial institutions that practice ESG. It is so destructive because you're not going for profits. Profits aren't your goal. We've had financial advisors email into the show who work for these big firms and they're forced to offer ESG investing to their clients and they have to tell their clients when they offer that ESG investing, hey, uh, <clears throat> yeah, profits profits probably aren't, aren't really going to be there. Uh, I, I can give you ESG investing, but you're not going to make any money. How evil is this though? Wrap your mind around this. They're using pension funds and investing them in ESG. People have worked their whole lives, paid in, expecting that pension. They're taking that massive pension fund and putting it in something that won't turn any profit. What happens when the pension checks stop coming one day because you wanted to fund solar panels? That's ESG. That's evil. All right? All right. All right. Don't worry. We have uh, Fritos and James Comey. I'll explain. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't worry. We still have more than an hour left. You can rest easy. Rest easy tonight. Jesse, dear Maha Jesse. I know you're not into platitudes and prefer succinct dialogue, but I just had to say. I love the show, and I think Maha Rushdie himself would be proud of the work you do. With that being said, my question to you is, if Trump is reelected, and if Republicans are able to take back the Senate and House, do you think they'll take advantage of the gift the American people give them and actually work with Trump this time around to accomplish something for a change? Or do you think they'll be the same feckless little Romney people they were back when Ryan was... Uh, secretary, uh, whatever, and squander the opportunity once again to bring this country back from its current path of destruction. He said, respectfully, don't care if you use my name. All right, Dave. Well, man, I didn't even want to, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Why do you want me to bring everyone down? Understand this. 
parties change over time. They do. They change over the time. The, the party stances change over time. That's how it works. The Democrats haven't always been this way. Republicans haven't always been this way. Eventually, there's a change because of the sentiment of the country, and they change. Now, that change is never, ever, 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 ever one election cycle. It's never two election cycles. Why? Because it takes time, a lot of time, to take the old philosophies people don't want anymore and kick them out the door and bring in the new philosophies people want. Donald Trump's direction, his America First direction for the country, is very much where the Republican Party has gone. Secure border, very much non-interventionist when it comes to foreign policy, get a lot more firm when it comes to China, bring back manufacturing to America. That is those, even if you hate Donald Trump's guts, that's probably where you align right now because that's where the Republican Party has gone. Those are virtually all radically different from where the Republican Party was even 20 years ago. Remember, George Bush was soft on illegal immigration. He was very, very soft on illegal immigration. George Bush wanted to and did invade half the planet. And I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not even indicting George Bush, although I am. That was the Republican Party philosophy, really, for so long. This compassionate conservatism, let's, let's reach our hands out to the people who want to spit in our face, that, that kind of thing. Very soft on China. Remember, a lot of the manufacturing jobs we've lost in this country, a lot of working class white towns are now destitute. A lot of that happened under Bush, happened under Clinton and Bush, where we sent our manufacturing base to China. Okay, well, that's not ancient history. That's not long ago at all. We're talking 20 years ago. It's going to take more time than you think to get rid of the last of that. It's already happening. That's the bad news. The good news is it's already happening. Remember how many of the squishy loser Republicans, especially in the Senate, the anti-Trump Republicans, hardcore anti-Trumpers, remember how many of them retired or were kicked out? Same thing in the House. Virtually every Republican who voted to impeach Trump kicked out, gone. So we are getting rid of them. That's the good news. The bad news is this. Even if Trump wins in 2024 and we have the House and the Senate and we want to do great things, there are probably going to be enough of the old holdouts to hold us back from doing all the things we want to do. You, you want to destroy the FBI. It must be disbanded as an organization. It simply has to be. The, the, it's, it's too pervasive. You remember that Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, shoot. You know what? Go grab that audio for me, Michael. Oh, it's on there? Oh, it is. Listen, uh, listen to this. Listen to this from Mark Zuckerberg. He was on Joe Rogan's show. Remember when Facebook and Twitter, they all censored the Hunter Biden story? You want to hear why they did it? Listen to this. How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story, the New York Post. Yeah, we Post. Had that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically the background here is the FBI, I think basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was, the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. The Federal Bureau of Investigation in response to a New York Post story about Hunter Biden that made Joe Biden look bad, 
the Federal Bureau of Investigation went to Facebook and asked them to censor the story. That's not an organization that can be salvaged. It's not an organization that can continue to exist in any form. That's how you think. That's how I think. That's how the vast majority of the Republican base thinks. That's how eh, maybe half of our GOP representatives think. And because we don't have a united front when it comes to something like that, instead of getting the disbandment of the FBI, we'll get hearings, right? Which aren't near enough. Hearings aren't near enough. And even those might be milk toast. And that will frustrate you. And it will frustrate me. And believe me, on the day that comes, when that happens, I'll be sitting here with my blood pressure going through the roof, screaming into the microphone. <laughs> but take heart. These things happen. It will happen. It's just going to happen slower than you want and slower than I want. Our representatives will always lag behind us in the things the country needs and the things the country wants. If you end up with Trump in a Republican House, Republican Senate, will they, be, will they be able to do some good? Yep. Will they do near as much good as they should? Nope. By the way, go buy a hero gun real quick. Not for yourself. I don't want you to buy one for yourself. I mean, I do. I hope you already have one. I want you to think about the person you care for the most. And I want you to go buy them a hero gun or a hero arrow. It's a non-lethal gun, shoots pepper balls, hits you, and then it explodes. And there's this chemical pepper cloud that is the worst thing you can possibly imagine. You know, Hero Gun has saved the lives of my listeners. I believe in this thing all the way. I carry one as a supplement with my Glock 19. Maybe you have someone you know who's anti-gun. Maybe you're anti-gun. Fine, get it. It's a non-lethal gun. can save your life. Doesn't require a concealed carry permit. Got a laser sight. You point, squeeze, and you stay alive. If you go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE, that will get you a special discount. Not for yourself tonight, for someone you love, someone who means the world to you. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. Now, look, I'm going to play this again so you can hear. This is the head of Facebook. The FBI went and knocked on Facebook's door and told them to censor the Hunter Biden stuff? How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story, the New yeah, York Post. Yeah, we had that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically the background here is the FBI, I think basically came to us some some folks on our team. I was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So that's not an organization that can exist anymore. Break the FBI into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds. We have another hour. Hang on. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 